Welcome to QWERTY Writing Life Podcast, where we have candid chats about our creative lives. This is May. And I'm Joy. For more information about our podcast, monthly newsletter, or author resource series, visit us at QWERTYWritingLife.com. That's QWERTY, spelled Q-W-E-R-T-Y. It's the first six letters on your keyboard. So, are you ready? Grab your tea. Or your coffee. And let's chat. Hello, everyone. It's another week. Hello and welcome. Tonight, we are going to be talking about co-writing nonfiction. And Joy and I have actually done this. So we've got lots of things to tell you from personal experience in this area. But before we do that, let's talk about our creative weeks. Joy, what did you do? I have been working on revisions Mm. on the final book in the uh, Carolina's Legacy Collection, finally. Anyway, (laughs) uh, the biggest thing for me this week on that creatively was getting to know the second character. And I have have two voices in this uh, book and getting to really actually know that second character a lot more intimately than I have in the past. We had a breakthrough and an epiphany, and she and I came to terms. So there is that. <laughs> I'm so, so excited about that because I can't I can't tell you how much I wanted to know more about her character. Um, the, the other character, you had already written a book about him, and, you know, you had come to know him so well that you could tell the, the difference and, and the perspectives whenever you were writing. And I just wanted to know her more. I wanted to cozy up next to her and hear all of her life stories and, and, and have that reflected in the book. So I can't wait to see how this all comes about. Yay. And I have your notes to thank a lot for this. I hope yeah. they helped. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So you and Kelsey helped me so much, like just kind of think through. And I had some thoughts about things I wanted to do with her, but I didn't, I didn't add a whole lot because I just wasn't sure. And so yeah. y'all's feedback made a big difference in thinking through all of that and thinking of things that I hadn't thought of too. So. Oh, that's so y'all. good. Yeah. That's so good. So what about your creative week? What have you been working on? So I was able to um, revisit the the book that I, I've been writing for a while, and I've I've written I've gone through a lot of the seminar, uh, the Maggie C. Farter seminar, and I've gotten to the point where I am doing some. I'm putting the pen to paper, which is really nice. So um, I have one of the things that she talks about is layerings and scaffolding. I guess if you you know you say it in there, and oh, I lost my earphone. <laughs> And so that's what I was doing. So I started off with a summary that you would find on the back of the book. And so that's my first like little layer that I put on there. And then I went into uh, the synopsis, um, which is kind of just like a point by point of plot a little bit. Like it's not like super, it's like one page. So don't think extended outline or anything like that. But just a list of the main characters written into this kind of bullet point notes. Think, yeah, think notes. I think that's the best way to handle that uh, with their like motivations and things like that. And they're in and mixed in with the plot points and that sort of thing, which actually kind of brought me to the point where I was like, well, I've, I've written like 65 pages or something like this. And, uh, uh, 
and I don't really remember. It's been a while since I've, I've written a whole nother book. Yeah. Since. That's true. So, <laughs> I think really you've done two because didn't our book together too came. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. I forgot about that. Yeah. So there's actually been two books that I've written and now I'm getting back to the, the novel fiction uh, scene. So, uh, so I've pulled out that document actually that I sent to you. Um, to critique mm-hmm. and uh, and I started rereading it so I'm like on page 40 something and as I got to like plot points or whatever I'd go back to my synopsis here and I'm just like oh this actually happened and I popped <laughs> that in there and um, and I do you know I didn't do the one with your with your written critiques on there because those are critiques that I'm going to need to edit in to the document if I keep this document, I'm actually kind of, you know, kind of starting over from scratch with the sucker. But I will say that there were maybe there were two, potentially three chapters that I think I will pull from this document and um, insert them into the first draft of this. Because they're, you know, when you read something of yours and you're like, oh, my gosh, that's like, <laughs> that's kind of <laughs> And you're like looking around like, I know, does like, anyone else see this? <laughs> well, I get struck by lightning if I say I'm proud of the sentence. <laughs> so that's kind of where I was with this. I was like, wow, like there's some, and it's so funny because um, I think I'm having a little bit more trouble with my female character than I am with my male character, mm-hmm. which is, <laughs> which is yes. a little bit, like I feel I totally really relate. close. the chapters with my male character I was like oh yeah these are spot on you know Mm -hmm. so I don't know why I don't know you know there's some sort of something in there I'll have to think about later on as to why maybe I think I just really like his story so I have to make her story to where I like it as much as I like the male character's story and I think that that might draw me back in or something I don't know so um but anyway, so some of the male chapters from that perspective, I was like, oh, yeah, that's awesome. And, you know, there were there were some some things in the female perspective, too, that I was like, oh, this is great as well. So, <laughs> but um, but I definitely see some areas after running through this that I can tell that I, uh, you know, I didn't necessarily do certain things on purpose in this, but I can identify those things that happened in the last draft that I had. Um, based upon the seminar things here. So I know that I'm moving in the right direction. And I also know the things that I need to, to change as well. So the first scene's gone like that, like that's, that's not (laughs) happening. Oh, I mean, it it might come in later on. That was the party, right? It was the party. Was it funny? You liked it? I (laughs) I mean, I was entertained, but I was like, I don't know if this is, this fits though. I'm, I'm falling back in love with the story in a, in a big, big way. So Yay, exciting. very excited. So that's what I did. <laughs> I love that both of us um, are talking about our personal writing and we're discussing how we're going to critique one another's work or we have critiqued one another's work because mm-hmm. that flows into our topic, not necessarily because it's the topic itself, but because it is the book that we wrote together Yes, about critique partners. So. Yes. And might I tell you, Joy, happy anniversary <laughs> on uh, the nonfiction book that we co-wrote together. Yes, two years and a month. 
that in a few days. We <laughs> we kind of scooted right on over that anniversary. We did. And so I apologize about that. I should have like had bells and whistles and sent you a really nice package and all of those things. <laughs> and it was uh it was right before Christmas when we when we uh, released this book. And this holiday season was really tough for me in a, in a multitude of ways. So I do apologize. And I hope to make it up to you by speaking all the wonderful things in this episode so everyone can hear all the thousands of people who listen to this. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> well, I think we just have to, like, you know, blame our publisher for this one. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's right. I should have got a cookie or something, right? <laughs> I know. You should have. <laughs> So, yes, two years for Finders Keepers, a practical approach to find and keep your writing critique partner. So Joy and I are going to evaluate our co-writing experiences together and share with you things that we think might be helpful for you if you decide to co-create with someone. So who is this episode for? Well... So while we're giving specific tips and pointers for co-writing a nonfiction book, we do believe that these tips and suggestions can apply to any co-worked creative project. So why did we write this book? Because if it would have existed already, we would have bought it. That's so true. (laughs) This is what we needed to hear, and we figured other people did too. That's right. And we couldn't find the information that we needed in order to be good critique partners to each other when we first started out uh, in one place. Like we couldn't find the information in one place. So we had to gather all of the information all over the Internet and other chat areas and social media and writers groups and stuff like that. And so what we decided was after about I guess it was about four years of practicing being critique partners that we had enough information under our belt to be able to put together. Together, the resource that we wish we ha- would have had four years prior to that. Yeah, <laughs> that pretty much sums it up. <laughs> so, so now we're going to camp out on answering the question, how did we do this? So we've got a few things that we're going to share with you that hopefully will be good tips for whatever you happen to be considering doing as a collaborative creative project. So above all, just like in any relationship, communication is key. You must speak clearly to one another. When frustrations arise, and they will, because, hey, we're human beings, right? Mm -hmm. Um, You cannot just swallow these frustrations. Think through the cause of your issue and then speak your concerns to your partner. Discussions are a give and take, a back and forth. Speak yes, but listen, not just (laughs) keep your mouth closed long enough for the other person to finish so that you can make your next point actually listen to their words with the goal of understanding. If you don't understand, ask questions or restate what you heard them say until you do understand. This is crucial after the project has been completed and released too. Marketing never ends in the publishing world, right? (laughs) And you might want to continue creating together. Um, For example, May and I have plans to continue and have a whole author resource series. So we have other books that we want to work on together. So you're going to have to continue to communicate plans with your partner. You also have to be able to express when you need to focus on individual work or when the partnership might need to be altered in some way. 
So we've done that over the past couple of years where we've each said, you know what, we need to focus on our, our individual projects right now, and then we'll come back to this series together at a later time. And that's generally Joy saying, Megan, work on your stuff. So. <laughs> <laughs> and now we have Grief Like a River. Oh, no, we have grief like a river. That's right. So it's really, really nice whenever you you know your partner in, in a way where your partner can be like, you know what, I really think that you need to consider doing this. Um, and you need to be able to say to your partner, you know what, you know, how, do, how are you feeling about maybe working on this thing instead of this thing? And just that open communication is, is so good um, with them. And also that whole thing is kind of like, ask me how I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there. Exactly. Because everything that Joy just listed is stuff that we had to, uh, that we had to work out and work through with Finders Keepers, and we had never written a nonfiction book before, and so um, we made a plan, we communicated that plan, we altered that plan whenever we found out that it was reasonable or not reasonable. Um, so that the fact that Finders Keepers is out in the world and we're still friends, I can wholeheartedly <laughs> say is because the communication was good. Yeah, I would agree with that. And also Joy's very forgiving. <laughs> <laughs> well, so are you. So I think that goes both ways. <laughs> so, um, yes, that's what I have to say about communication. <laughs> But closely related to communication is a shared passion. So you both need to have a shared passion for the project. And as you heard when we talked about why we wrote the book, you know that we were pretty frustrated that we could not find what we needed. And so we created what we needed, hopefully, for other writers to be able to to kind of speed through that process, that research process and that trial and error. Yes, there will be trial and errors in, in your critique partnership for sure, because we're all individual people, but you have a really sound jumping off place to start that. And, uh, and, and Joy and I are really proud to be, have been able to put that into the world the way that we did. So if we didn't have that pride and if we didn't have that passion, it would not be the piece of glorious book it is today. Um, so this whole project, this whole collaborative writing and, you know, writing, particularly writing a book, but I'm sure any creative endeavor trying to do it along with somebody and melding your two visions together can be hard, hard, hard work and can be a, a, a burden sometimes. But if you have that shared passion, then you can always rally and you can move forward together. Yeah. Sure. So another thing that we found along the way is it's important to be able to trust the person you're working with. So like we've talked about in the past with this, if this is somebody that you don't know very well, you need to do some tests to make sure that you work together well. And we discussed this when we did our little workshop recently with the short um, writing a short story together, that kind mm -hmm. of thing. So make sure that you're going to work well together and there are ways to figure that out. You can go back to previous episodes for that. Um, if it's somebody, friends, family, you know, you know them. So do you respect their creativity? Do you respect their products? Do you respect um, their ideas on the shared project? You know, you've probably had some discussions at this point about whatever it is. Do you feel like you would work well together? That was my puppy. She's having a dream. Anyway. <laughs> Bless it. I would like to be having some dreams in the very near future. I know, right? <laughs> so 
with all of this, though, you do want to make sure that you safeguard your friendship, your relationship as you enter into a professional relationship. And that's just where, once again, it goes back to the communication. It goes back to all of that stuff. And it goes back to making sure that you have discussed your goals and the things that you want out of this relationship. And you need to make sure that you're both committed to retaining your relationship above all. Yes. So Joy and I particularly, um, we had to go through the friends and family co-working experience whenever we started the QWERTY Writing Life podcast, because that came before the book. But we had to ask ourselves those those same questions. And, and you know, did Joy respect my creativity? Did I respect her creativity? And uh, and the, the things that she wrote and the things that I wrote, you know, we shared we shared writings before and uh, before we we did all of the stuff. And also we went to college together too. So we read each other's work in a creative writing class, which was a lot of fun. I wish we could do that again. So we kind of had some of these things already answered for us whenever we decided to collaborate on the QWERTY Writing Life podcast. So though we didn't have to ask those questions of ourselves for the Finders Keepers book, we did have to make sure that we worked well together before we started this podcast and this whole QWERTY Writing Life nonfiction branding. So the next thing that you need to know is each other's strengths and weaknesses. And this calls for a lot of retrospection and diving into who you are and being honest with yourself and also being honest with your partner. You can't really let pride overtake here and be like that humble brag where someone's like, well, my weakness is that I care too much. Or, (laughs) you know, (laughs) those interview question answers that that the interviewee generally knows is not necessarily the truth. So... (laughs) But um, so each person person should take the lead where he or she excels, and this knowledge should also aid you whenever you're divvying up the workload. And that's why it's so important to be honest with each other. If you're not good at making an outline, then don't take on that task, my friend. Or (laughs) if you're like a rock star at writing descriptions and marketing content, then take the lead on that front and give your partner a break because generally (laughs) one or the other of us is probably not that great of it. So yeah, like just being able to take on the things that you can take on and also being able to learn and improve your weaknesses by working with your partner is is a huge deal too. I've learned so much from Joy and especially in the the editing area, the line editing and proofreading areas and uh, with clarity, clarity and, and word structure and sentence structure. Those are things that I really, especially in this nonfiction project, if we're speaking specifically about the book, those are things that I... Um, that I really learned a lot from and admire about Joy. Oh, that's so sweet. And for my part, I have learned so much from you on the developmental side. And now that's specifically to the fiction, especially. But, I mean, your insights into the, the kinds of questions that you ask to get me to a point that I, that I need to deepen something or, you know, whatever the case may be. I love that. And you do that so much better than I do. So I have learned so much from you in that regard. And that's the whole point, right? Is that we learn from each other and we become better. Um, Then we'll have to find all new weaknesses that we'll have to strengthen. And we might even have to get another person to teach us those things because we'll know everything that each other knows. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) 
<laughs> but that's a problem we'll come up with like later. Yeah, we'll get to that. <laughs> so with all of this, and this this kind of gives a really good foundation for you to work together. And then at this point, we get into the logistics. So you need to have a logistical plan, and this goes for anything that you do, any kind of project. Um, there's usually like a project manager, right? And you you have your list of things that have to get done, and then you make a plan to get each of those things done. So specifically for writing, um, I'm just going to tell you some of the things that we had to plan out and talk about. And then you, whatever your project is, you might have some different things here. But you have the writing part, obviously. Editing. Um, are you going to hire out? Like, how are you going to do this? Who's going to write what? Who's going to do this? Who's going to do that? Um, that's kind of what we were talking about when we were thinking writing and editing. And then you have the publishing. Um, have a publishing leader and a contract. Um, royalties and rights. You have to talk through that kind of stuff. Um, you need to have a contract together, you know, because that's something that just Honestly, it just protects your friendship, and it's just good business practice. So uh, marketing, um, this is still a work in progress for us. We're just going to skip right over that because, you know what, <laughs> I don't want to think about it at the moment. All right, moving on. And that's a weakness that we need to learn from other people. There yes, we go. Yes, okay, there we go. <laughs> we'll so, get there, and when we get there, there will be a podcast episode, but it will not be today, my friend. So, <laughs> Like the whole Boromir memes, it will not be this day. <laughs> But winter is coming. Wait, that's a different person. <laughs> Are we Same mixing, mixing fandoms here? <laughs> and then we have, you know, talking about a diversity of products based off of this project. Um, there are audiobooks just for our kind of thing. We have audiobooks, there are workbooks, there are um, seminars, workshops, courses, all sorts of things that could come off of this. What platforms will we work on? You know, for us, we used Google Docs quite a bit um, just because we are not in the same city. So it's easiest to work that way. Uh, and then how are we going to communicate before, during, and after? So all of these things, just having a logistical plan. And then perhaps even more importantly, reevaluate it afterward to improve it for next time. <laughs> and also understand that you're going to be having to be flexible with this as you go. So remind each other of the beauty and flexibility when a curveball threatens to ruin your day, because that will happen. It will. It will. And there are some times where we got done with things a little bit early and we just moved on to the next step. Mm -hmm. um, and then sometimes we needed a little extra time. And that also depends on, you know, what kind of curriculum Joy's teaching. That was, you know, to her, to her kids or what's going on event-wise or something in my full-time job. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes we do have to make allowances for other life things that might alter our deadlines. Might be that curveball or something, but it's that open communication that's like it, it wards off any bitter feelings or anger because we have made a joint decision together where I have come to her and said, I'm, I'm so very sorry. I'm, you know, I, I'm not able to finish this. Can I have two more days? Okay. And she can say yes or no. Hopefully she says yes. <laughs> but, and, uh, and so, you know, she, Joy has always offered me any grace that I've ever needed and more. So, um, Whenever you have that type of relationship and also you are more likely to offer the grace that you need to give whenever that other person is in the same situation that you are in and you were well received by the other person. So 
kindness, 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 and all of these things. If it does end up, though, that you have a partner who continuously puts off and is not um, taking the or making your project at the priority that it needs to be, if there's a final deadline, then you might consider um, maybe not working with that person on such important things in the future or at all. Yeah. Um, which brings us to the have deadlines. <laughs> That's so, so very important. If we were going to say, um, if we were going to say, yes, I, we're going to write this book and we didn't say we are going to write this book by so-and-so month, so-and-so day, so-and-so happen. So this is not going <laughs> to happen because priorities that do have deadlines will slip in front of that collaborative project every single time. I have, n- I've, I've been alive 38 years. And it's never had been a point where something with a deadline did not prioritize over something without a deadline. Yeah. So in, in all aspects of my life. So deadlines, very important to have, can be authored um, a little ways back and forth, but so important to have on the onset. And not only a finalized deadline, but also uh, a deadline for the different steps that you have to complete your project as well. So if you want to be midway through by this day, then your partner needs to know that. And you need to agree upon that. And that doesn't need to be you saying, in two weeks, you need to have this, this, and this done. That's not how partnerships work, my friends. <laughs> so... <laughs> But it's a joint agreement on a plan, a logistical plan for all of these different areas that is going to take to make your project a reality. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, another thing, too, is to uh, because those life things happen, you know, pad your deadlines. So add an extra week or two in there to allow for things that happen. Um, That's not always possible, but whenever best case scenario that's how you're going to set up your deadlines yeah. with a little bit of extra padding in there. Yeah. And this might be assumed, but I'm going to say it out loud or anyway, because that's just how I roll. But you do need to have a conversation about the specifics of the end result whenever you're doing a collaborative project. So you, you and your partner need to know what to expect at the end and have that in your periphery as you are making these deadlines and making these decisions, because that's going to be, you know, your touchstone, basically that vision is going to be the touchstone for the decisions that you're making collaboratively, collaboratively with this project. Yeah. And I think that was good for us. Um, But I also think that that was hard for us because we didn't do that initially if you recall, like we had, we had the first draft already completely written. We had the appendix done. We had all of these um, things that were coming in for the the spotlights that we had on real life critique partners inside of the book. And we still were not super happy with the way that the book meat, the meat of the book mm-hmm. right. <laughs> wasn't, wasn't there because we didn't have the vision like, or, or the vision that we had was not necessarily the right vision. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until an outside person who, um, who was a mentor for both of us was like, why don't you try this particular structure? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and like, it, and it was a, it was a script structure. Mm-hmm. 
And so it wasn't until then that we have the full vision of the book and we were like, oh, oh, there it is, you know, and we were able to initiate what needed to happen in between there. So I think that 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 collaborative vision for the final (laughs) project is pretty important. Yeah, it is. And that's also is a good example of being flexible in the process because, you know, that came deep into the project, like you said. Mm -hmm. And when she said that, you know, my initial thought was no, (laughs) because that's a big change. But I knew, I knew, and you knew, we both knew that that was it. That's how we needed to do it. We could envision all of the different ways that the the book could come to be. So we Mm -hmm. saw it in audiobook at that point in time. And I'll be honest with you, I probably wouldn't have done it if I had not read um, Power of Myth. It was the Mm -hmm. Bill Moyer and Joseph Campbell PBS interview in book form. So it literally said Bill Moyer, colon, (laughs) 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 Joseph Campbell, colon, but it was there. So I knew it was a legit traditional publishing structure because I had read it. So, and then I thought, why couldn't we spin that? Why couldn't we put that on its, on its head? We're very casual in the book. Mm -hmm. And so it's, and Bill Moyer and Joseph Campbell are very deep and introspective and intelligent. And and not that we aren't those things too, but we just do it with jokes. So, (laughs) so I, I really kind of loved taking the idea from this very like straighten your tie type book and then turning it into what we have here is something that is very insightful on a, on a pretty serious subject, but you know, it it reads easily and occasionally you laugh. Yeah. And it fits with our candid chats. It fits with our brand. It fits with our, who we are just throughout everything that we do together as a team. But until that structure was like put into place, we couldn't see all of that. Um, we couldn't see all of that and how all the threads like were, were actually all over the place. And we were like, Oh, it's, it's us. You know? yeah. <laughs> so yeah, big vision, big vision is necessary. Yeah. One of our last things to talk about is to be realistic and grounded. Um, this project isn't going to come together overnight. No good projects, no big meaty projects happen quickly. It, it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of uh, perseverance Uh, all of these things, but also it takes many years to become an overnight success. How many times have we said that, right? (laughs) So don't expect, you know, I think we both had like grand visions of this is the book that everyone needs and it's just going to blow up immediately. And well, it's, that's not reality. Mm -hmm. I think that it, and I still believe that it will one day, but we have things to learn about the marketing and we have things to learn about finding the right people to get this in the hands of and, you know, things like that. So don't be disappointed if things don't skyrocket immediately because that's not typically the way things work. So just remain realistic and grounded throughout. So I don't know, is there anything else, any other tips that we have for people on this? Can you think of anything? I have two things. Okay. Okay. Um, One is to have fun with this because working with somebody is a lot of fun, especially if you respect them and you have the passion and you have the project, the right project and everything. It's going to be a lot of fun. And secondly, 
I think that you need to celebrate. Yes. Whenever things, <laughs> whenever things, uh, you get accomplished, even those little things. But most importantly, uh, the the big thing at the end. And my suggestion for celebration is to go out for tacos. Ooh, that's a good one. I agree with you on that. <laughs> so when are we going out for tacos? Because I, I feel mean, like we right? need to do that soon. <laughs> we did go to the was it the OK, OK Bicycle shop. Ooh, yes. That place and, was so good. In and Mobile. they had, didn't we have tacos there? They had tacos and sushi. Like, hello. That's right. It was like it was the tacos best and sushi. of both worlds. And so that was when we actually were putting together all of the mm-hmm. the, fir- the first draft. So we had all of our topics and our outline and everything. And so we went on this little weekend. We got hold ourselves up in a house and we just tap, 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 tap. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and, that, and see, that was fun. That was so it much was. fun. Um, and then we did go out for tacos. So I highly suggest going out for tacos. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. <laughs> are we well, ready for a party challenge? We are. So. Have you ever thought about working with another person on a creative project? If so, put together your thoughts based on the questions in this episode and how the project could play out. Um, Or maybe, you know, also think through these tips. Like, are there any of these that you hadn't thought of before or that you could see being a challenge or something that you need to think through? And then share this with your collaborator or figure out your next step to make this all come true. So we hope that our experience has been helpful to you in more than one way, the critique partner way, but also in the way that we have written together and done some nonfiction work together. So we thought it was kind of interesting, too, because we did the workshop on the short stories. And I was like, that's fiction. We did a collaborative work on fiction. Now we can talk about nonfiction. (laughs) It all goes together. <laughs> it did. It all worked out well. And a lot of these, uh, like the practical, logistical things, would definitely double for collaborative fiction work as well. Yes, definitely. Definitely. So we hope you guys have a fantastic week. And go make something. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. We hope this episode encouraged you. Like all creatives, we thrive on consumer recommendations. So please consider leaving us a review and sharing our podcast with your creative friends. If you'd like to continue this conversation, visit us on our website at QWERTYWritingLife.com or on Instagram at QWERTYWritingLife.com.